0: You might remember the smash hit stage play, The Kink in My Hair. It was revolutionary when it debuted on the Toronto theater scene. Uh, here was this play created by a black playwright about a black hair salon located on Eglinton West, AKA Little Jamaica. Well, 20 years later, it is back for a limited time, and creator Trey Anthony joins me now. Hey, Trey, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Trey. did you think you would see this day, 20 years later, it is back on stage?
1: I didn't. I really didn't. Um, I know the play has really really spoken to people for so many years, and I know now it's being done in colleges and universities. Is it? Yeah. This is amazing. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Like I have students who will write me and say, I'm studying your work or, you know, women will come in. I've heard to various auditions and be using the monologues. And so it's been amazing. And the play just did a run in Vancouver, but I never thought that I would be celebrating 20 years again in Toronto. And I don't know where the 20 years went to, to yeah. be really honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Why bring it back? Yeah. I mean, I know so many people loved it, but why, why bring it back?
1: I think for us, um, and when I say us, I will say Wayney Mengesha and some of the original cast members, it's a full circle moment for us. We grew up with the kink. When we started the kink, we were in our 20s. And we now are mothers, we are now um, artists, Waini's like the artistic director of Soul Pepper. And we needed, I think, this full circle moment because it has shaped so many of us and we realize how many women across Toronto's lives had been changed by this play and so many women would just come up to us and say oh I wish the play was around so I could bring my daughter or I wanted to bring my nieces you know and I think the city in Toronto right now really just felt like it needed something to celebrate you know after coming out of a pandemic and the nostalgia from the play is something that you just see every every single night of people coming to see this play and talking about the first time they've seen it. So it was just the right moment, the right time, the right resources, and we were like, let's do it.
0: Yeah, and I think about, you're right, this new generation that's going to hear this beautiful story. For those who are unfamiliar with the play, just share some of the storyline of it.
1: Yeah, it's set in a West Indian hair salon, like you mentioned, and it's Novelette who has this Supernatural power, in the sense of being able to just really psychic ability to be able to read what's going on in a woman's inner mind and life, and it really talks to the whole um, perspective around what's the mask we wear to the public and what is the mask when it comes off, right? Of what's the personal pain, our joys, our laughter, the things that keep us up at night, our secrets. So some of the monologues deal with some really heavy hitting issues. You know, there's a monologue on police brutality, um, uh, mental health. There's a monologue on incest, you know, but in the play, there's also laughter. There's also joy and it mirrors life, right? Like, how you go through life. And there's some moments in your life will will bring you pure joy and ecstasy. And then there's some moments when you're there in the bathroom mirror and you're looking in the mirror and it's just you alone and you feel so alone. We capture those moments. And I think it's those moments, the vulnerable moments that make the audience really connect because it makes us realize we're not alone in our pain. We're not alone in our grief and we're not alone in life. And I think that's what everybody is seeking. And that's what this play does. It brings connection. Yeah.
0: The salon and the barbershop for the Black community has is really a, the center and the core of our community. It's where people come and you basically spend the whole day. I mean, you know, it is... It is um, it is an experience, <laughs> and yes. so to be able to center um, a play around an experience that so many of us just are a part of and have been a part of growing up. You know, I remember going to the hair salon, and essentially, you spend the whole day. You have lunch, you have everything while you're waiting for your hair to be done. But talk to talk to us about just that experience of of, yes. of really the salon, the barbershop. Being the core of community and of belonging.
1: I think it's something, you know, I remember every time I used to um, go out on a Saturday night and I would say to my white friends, I would be like, okay, well, I got to go to the hairdresser. And they were like, oh, okay, well, let's do lunch before. And I was like, no, 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 you don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> This is is a whole day event. (laughs) This is a whole day event. Like we are sitting there. And in the play, it captures that, right? Where the women are sitting there, they're ordering lunches, they're having discussions. You know, we're talking about you know, relevant issues. We're talking about what it means to be a Black woman. Mm -hmm. And our hairdressers, I always say to people, if you want to know what's going on in my life, talk to my hairdresser, Mm -hmm. right? She will be the one who will write the best-selling book on me and give you all the gossip Ah, and the scoop. All the tea. All the tea. All the tea. (laughs) She will give you all the tea because that's what our hairdressers do and it's a, such a sense of community for black women and also black men and you know i now have a son who's two years old and i brought him to a barbershop for his first haircut and just sitting there watching and hearing the discussion with men i was shocked at and i was like oh my god this is what it's like in a black male barbershop too and my two-year-old feels that connection he's like i want to go to the barbershop right so i think um, what this gives you, especially if you're not part of the Black community, is an insight to what actually happens in a hair salon, a Black hair salon. It's not, we're just going to get our hair done. We're going to get a healing. We're going to get the gossip. We're going to get the tea. We're going for all the fun, laughter, joy, all of those things in the hair salon.
0: And Trey, so much has happened in our world over the past mm-hmm. few years, right? And so- yes how does docank now represent just the the dialogue the conversation the trauma all of the things that we have experienced just in the past 3 years much less when we look back 20 years um you know george yeah. floyd the conversation around
1: diversity tell me about mm-hmm. how it,
0: it's just encompassing some of that as well
1: you know um, it's funny I've had this conversation with a few people who have said to me did you have to do a lot of rewrites mm-hmm. on the script to make it be more um, just relatable for 20 years later and I said the bittersweet thing about this was I didn't really have to change that much mm-hmm. you know I changed some of the opening scenes and some of the conversations that the women were having in the salon but the monologues stayed the same and that's the part where it's bittersweet that we're still having these conversations Mm -hmm. around police brutality we're still having these conversations about black women feeling like the other in their workplace we're still having those conversations about black women being scared for their black sons we're still having the conversations around black women not feeling beautiful and not being seen or reflected in the media we're still having the conversation about the secrecy around mental health you know we're still having the conversation around like incest and sexual abuse of women so there's a part of me that definitely I'm proud and I love this work but there's also a part of me what's like wow nothing much has really changed it really hasn't. And people still need to uh, want to, and hunger for the places to have this kind of conversation and this kind of connection.
0: And I think that, Trey, is the power of art. That is the power mm-hmm. of being able to sit in a space and for an hour or two being able to be drawn into somebody's story. And when you hear mm-hmm. somebody's story, you can't deny that. You can't deny someone's yeah. testimony, right? That is their yes. story. And so, what is your hope that twenty years later, as we you know as this is revived uh, around conversation? Because I personally feel like conversation around diversity, equity, inclusion has kind of fallen off the map. we It was hot and heavy, you know, a couple of years ago, and I feel like it's kind of. Um, dissipated. It's, 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 you know, people have kind of gone back to the way things were. And so, Mm. how could this maybe be an agent, not to put a lot of pressure on this play, but really be an agent to maybe start up this conversation again as people sit in this space?
1: I think what it really allows is for us to not look away. Yeah. And as you said, there's a relatability in you'll find yourself in these monologues. And I think it's for people outside of the Black community also to have these conversations and say, what can we do to make changes? And not that it's an in-conversation, right? Like a conversation of like, oh, right now, you know, it's really cool to say Black Lives Matter or mm-hmm. it's really cool to say, you know, oh, we are ticking off all of the diversity and inclusion boxes. But really, what are we doing Every day in our everyday lives? How are we being intentional? How are we really advocating for others in all ways, you know? And I think that we need to always step outside ourselves. And one of the things that I'm really proud of, like, is Soul Pepper and Toronto Live's commitment to around just even accessibility. The conversation is me as a Black able bodied woman. You know, I never have to think about accessibility. Like, can, can I go to a play and hear it? That's something then we advocate for and make sure it's happening in the play as well. And I think it's something that when you're not part of a community that you know has experienced oppression, it's for those people who are outside that, that community to make that person feel welcomed and more able to access the resources that a lot of us take for granted
0: okay. okay oh my gosh so much to talk about thank you so much trey for joining us we're up against the 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 news so we have to go but thank you again
1: oh thank you so much in toronto thank you for the love please come on out and grab your tickets they're going fast so thank you thank you
0: The kink in my hair is from December 6th to December 23rd at Soul Pepper Theatre. Get your tickets. You're listening to Toronto this weekend on 640 Toronto.